0: Welcome to Licensed Psychologist, Now What?, a podcast about the journey psychologists and psychotherapists go through as they reclaim their intuition and unleash their healing gifts while maneuvering getting licensed, life, and making a living. And although this podcast host and many of the guests are mental health professionals. The information provided is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical, and related professionals, or for supervision and or consultation purposes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Licensed Psychologist, Now What? This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, and today we're going to finalize this three-part series. This is part three of Reconnect With Your Souls, Desires, and Gifts. And today we're going to be talking more about different practices to help you remember and reclaim those gifts that were given to you for divine reason and that it's your time and your right to remember and reclaim them. So that's what this is about. If you want to listen to the other episodes, part one was more about exploring what gets in the way. Part two was about creating a plan with whatever is getting in the way. And then this one is going to be more about reclaiming and remembering them, different practices and recommendations. Let's begin. All righty. So the first one is that I have, and if you're using the guide that you can also see below for you to download. We're in page number seven if you like to follow. If you don't have the guide and you're gonna download it later, don't worry, you can just listen and along. It doesn't need. But if you're a visual person, just know that you can also get that via the guide. Number one practice that I recommend for you to reclaim and remember those gifts and medicinas is meditation. And I separate it from mindfulness. that's number two, but I'll I, I separate it because in many ways i see i mean they're very different or they can be similar and different the way that i see it is more of silence and like going inward with the meditation and the goal is to practice being in silence and become stronger at tapping into your intuition and your inner guidance and even though this sounds beautiful and all that it can be really hard for those that struggle with with thoughts that come and occupy your mind without you allowing them to do so. And if you have a lot of worries, if you're going through a lot, meditation can be really hard and at the same time if you develop the practice, it can be so good. I like talking about meditation as a way to strengthen your brain muscle because it with research they've shown that with meditation, you're technically activating the frontal lobe sections of your brain which are really good to help you regulate when, you know, when you're dysregulated, because that's the area that goes away when you get dysregulated. And second, it's also really good because the stronger that you develop that capacity, then the best or easiest would be for you to remain regulated, even in situations like your frustration tolerance increases because you strengthen that area. So it's really, really important. At the same time, I don't recommend going straight forward to like 15, 20 minutes right away, especially if you struggle with it, because it's like you've never done something and now like you've never done any runs and you want to do a full marathon. It's a great goal, but there's so many chances of failure, quote unquote, because if you've never been a running, if you've never done any run to really practice for that will take will require a lot of discipline. And if your life circumstances are difficult for you to establish that discipline, that I would definitely say hold back and maybe plan for like a 5K first. Like lower your standards if you're struggling with a lot so that way you can put some goals that you feel that they're stretching you, but not to the point that you're going to be dysregulated practicing or it's going to become like... Yeah, like a nuisance or something else that something else in your to do list, like really commit to something that you feel that you can and start small, but steady. And then when you commit and you do that 5K, then you can do that 10K and then you can do that full like half marathon, stuff like that. That's what I mean. The same with meditation. Perhaps you might start with guided meditations. Perhaps you might start with five-minute meditations, 10-minute meditations until you develop that practice and then you can do like a 60-minute, like an hour meditation or something. There's apps and one of the ones that I love the most that is free, you can also purchase courses. Within it is Insight Timer. There's many other ones, but that's the one that I like. And the other ones that I mentioned are Calm, that one you're paying. But some people even find some on YouTube and in podcasts and in other, like even in Spotify and other places. So right now it's becoming way more accessible. So find the one that, like the app or the avenue that you like about it. So number two practice, I already mentioned is mindfulness practices. This one is a good way of starting, like easing in into that down the road meditation. So for that mindfulness practices, I like just practicing simple, fun things like noticing my surroundings, noticing the nature, the birds, playing games with like, what's the most beautiful flower? What's the tallest tree? What's the greenest tree? I don't know, like different things like that, that have helped me become more present because that's the whole purpose is how do you become more present with what is? without any judgment, just noticing it. And that takes a lot of practice. So I like to do it from like, and I know I said no judgment, but I like using like things that are pretty for me, like beautiful, to help me become more present because I've also been reconnecting this with my ancestors. I grew up in the countryside and my maternal grandfather was un agricultor. It was more than agricultor. He had a degree in engineering, and I, I, yeah, I don't even know the name in English. But what I mean with this is that we grew up in the countryside, and he would have a lot of mostly fruits. I was thinking about it. He it was it was mostly fruits like papaya, man, mangoes, guavas, avocados, pineapples. He loved. I guess he loved fruits, so he would have a lot around us. And I didn't wanted to go with him to see anything i that was the time of t r l um disclosing my age and m t v and all those things so that's what I wanted to do, so I would avoid or not go. My sister would enjoy going on on like hikes now they would be called <laughs> around our property to see the different things but but i didn't so by me practicing this mindfulness of becoming aware of the flowers and the shapes and the colors, I feel like I'm also connecting with my um, with my grandfather who's no longer in this planet Earth at the moment that I know of, right? <laughs> and you can also do it via your senses, like practicing. And I've, and I know in the Beyond Resilience Live podcast, I have a lot of different episodes on coping skills and I integrate some of the mindfulness. So there is that one of using your five senses. And some people like to do the five, four, three, two, one. So you can start with five things that you can see. I like, you know, any order. This is the order that I do five things that you can see, four different sounds, three different smells, or Two things that you can touch, different textures and one taste. So something like that, you can change the order depending on how much sensory input you have around you. So for example, you're not going to put necessarily five different tastes unless you have different things that you want to (laughs) taste. So that's what I mean. So there's so many different, but I would definitely say you can also find mindfulness practices via Insight Timer, via Com, via YouTube. And yeah, perhaps we can link here below. One of the episodes that I share about a little bit more about this from the Beyond Resilience Life. So that way you can have that as well. Practice number three is ancestral practices. And I put that title. There's so many. But I like first like knowing where you come from. So what's your lineage or that spark your interest about things? Like if you don't know where you come from, meaning your blood relatives. Then maybe start exploring from history what kind of communities spark your interest and go there and read more about the lands that you come from, so all those things like exploring the indigenous or the people of origin or at the time of colonization or at the time of occupying those lands, or who were the people that live in those lands because I know before white colonization or you know European colonization, there were other <laughs> it would not be the same, but there were other you know, different communities that would come and take over places. So the land, you know, has been shifted around. So exploring that, exploring where you come from. Maybe if you have living relatives asking them, doing a family tree, Ancestry.com. I know right now there's some concerns about how they handle your DNA data, like 23andMe and that, but do your due diligence of researching and choosing, but that's just some avenues. I've also met or like know different people that I do the work that you pay them and they find you like your ancestors and that, like your family tree. So there's many ways that you can do that. This also can include with nature, what the lands that you come from, what's the nature like there? What are the plant medicines that they practice? What food did they eat? Do they have like any, and these are more like what things that you can do for practicing that, burning herbs that they did or any other plants that they use, and then seeing, there's so many folklorico and many other things and more. So like not only researching about it, but then practicing that and noticing, embodying it from your body. How does that feel when you do that? How does that feel within you? And then becoming very clear about that. Number four, which I kind of mentioned a little bit, but I'm separating doing a family tree. So I kind of talk a little bit about that as well. And when you do that, if you do that, one of the cool things is to also see what were this, this your ancestors' gifts and medicinas? Not what they worked, because we know that a lot of them had to do works that they did not enjoy, but what were some of the things that they were good at? Usually relatives can help you tell you that. Number five, resting is so, so important for us that are in the journey of healing, especially if you have any internal or experience any oppression, you or your ancestors, resting is so important. It's a way of heal. It's a way of slowing down our pace of life. So this could be via more sleep. It could be via reducing and delegating lists from your to-do list, vacation, taking longer lunch breaks, napping, restorative yoga, and more. Number six, having fun. When we and I say we because I have experienced that, but me and my ancestor, but when folks experience any kind of trauma, especially, you know, generational and all that, systemic oppression and all that, one of the things that they take away is joy. Cause when you're in a trauma response, you don't have necessarily like the awareness or I don't like using capacity, I'm putting that on quote. But like you don't have the awareness or capacity to kind of like experience joy fully because you're still checking out, is that danger? Is that danger? Where is danger? Do I need to be okay here? So imagine if you're like, always, like right now, when you go to places during this pandemic, let's say you go to the movie theater and you're like, okay, I'm going to have fun if that is fun for you. And then somebody next to you starts coughing and coughing and coughing, and then now the movie theater becomes if you're concerned about getting covid the movie theater will become more about that moment will become more about should i leave and you're not going to pay the same attention to the movie that's the same analogy with our brains if you are in that survival mode and you want to have fun but you're still in alert mode it's going to be really really hard Number 7 music and dancing There is something about music and dancing that reconnects you to your body and thus, your ability to explore your gifts and medicinas can increase our bodies the best. So really listen to our bodies and movement, movement. Number eight, healing practices. Whatever suits your palate. If you want to do therapy, don't go and do therapy. There's so many, there's a menu for therapy, right? There's so many different ways of operating therapy. So also looking into that. If you want to do energy work, go for it. If you want to do religious spiritual practices, if you want to heal in community, plant medicine, journaling, reading, there's so many ways. The thing is like, choose whatever sparks and draws your attention and then do it. Number nine, being in nature. Even if it's in your backyard, nearby park or indoor plants, just being in nature can provide that sense of healing. And I love observing and seeing how nature behaves and how it can answer some of the questions I have. Sometimes when I'm confused about something, I ask questions like, how would nature answer that and take a hike or walk around my neighborhood if I don't have time and just look at things, look at the weather, look at the animals, bird watching and different things. (laughs) The other day I was uh, in Marina del Rey and I was just watching the Las Focas, the, oh my God, the... Sea lions, that's the word in English, (laughs) and how they interact is very entertaining and crazy and and is a mix of everything, but noticing nature can be also very healing. Ten, journaling, and ask assisted family members about family traditions for many writing helps them explore their inner landscape and answer any questions. And journaling can be free journaling, it can be guided journaling, like journaling prompts, It could be future self-journaling. There's so many different ways of journaling. If that is something that resonates, do it. And lastly, but not least, community. Joining communities and other and or spending more time with folks that see you and your gifts. Sometimes they see more than you do. And you need to have people like that in your group. Someone that sees more than you do. Because that's going to elevate you and help you start seeing that. If you have people that only see the negative in you, that are not supportive, then that's what you're going to see. We are who we spend a lot of times. There's a lot of saying. Dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. Those are some saying in Spanish. There's some about, you know, who do you spend time in English as well. So this is really important. And right now it's difficult, I know. But at the same time, you can find, even if it's online, find a community, do your due diligence so you can. Heal this so you can finally get back into remembering and reconnecting with your gifts and medicinas. So that way, instead of you being in a survival mode, you are able to see that. That's always been there. It's always been there. It's just you were not able to see it because you were in tunnel vision. So that's what these whole practices are helping or have the potential of helping you, which is like take you out of that tunnel vision, expand your view to like peripheral and see everything and all these different opportunities. And once you start doing this, once you start being like, I am remembering my gifts and medicinas, the more you do it, the more you're going to start remembering. It's like you're putting that in your brain right now. That was not an interest, but now it is. And whenever we put something new and we practice it, it's like new things happen because the input of that information now is like, oh, you want to know about that? Okay, I have all this information. So that's basically all the different Practices that I recommend as we're ending this podcast, we are still in the process of open enrollment. This is, yes, I'm looking right now at when this is going to come and be released. So there's still one more week for folks to schedule and join for Rooted and Rising which is a four-month program designed for psychotherapists and healers that are wanting to work this in a group. So basically what I'm teaching or what I'm teaching, what I'm saying or talking about in this three-part series is part of of the foundation of the program. The program will include monthly group calls, monthly one-on-one calls, monthly soulful practices, calls, It also has a digital course that you can learn about many other things and so much more. So to learn more about it, go to the link. But if you're ready to apply, because next week is the last week to get an exploration call and to join, then click the one apply now. I am so looking forward again to connect with all those souls that are ready to bring that because together, this is part of my mission right now by me working with and facilitating this, we're also touching more people because if healers and psychotherapists are more rooted and are building from there as opposed to a shaky foundation, then imagine the power we can have is like a ripple effect of healing in the world. So that's my vision. That's what I'm passionate very much right now. And again, I hope to see some of you. As we're ending the episode, you can see some of the, in the journal, there's other offerings that I'm also having. Some of them are coming soon because I'm still working on that, but stay tuned so that way you can see them. And I'm also going to be taking probably like a month long podcast pause. We're looking for a new editor. So if you know anyone, send them my way. And yeah, I am living by what I say, taking things slow. And finding that and doing it because I cannot edit for the life of God. (laughs) If I do like um, interviews for the ones that I do on my own, they're fine. But for the ones that I do interview, yeah, I definitely need someone to edit. So I'm searching for that. And until next time, I can't wait. By then, I'm going to have the group already. And I hope you take something from this that sparked your attention. It doesn't have to be my program. It can be something else, but for you to take ownership, remember, and reclaim your gifts and medicinas. That's my wish for you. Have a great rest of your day. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Licensed psychologist, now what? To make sure you don't miss any episode, make sure to subscribe via your favorite podcast player and to join our email list via our website lastly, I will appreciate if you would rate and review our podcast to help us reach more folks that can benefit from the information provided here. Until next time, bye-bye.